0: Scientists believe many things they can't prove. For example, we can't even prove with absolute certainty that Earth orbits the Sun.
1: Did you say we can't prove definitely that the Earth moves around the Sun? Yes. Let's discuss
0: why rational people think it does without having total proof. We'll examine a principle known as inference to the best explanation.
2: This is Truth in the Test Tube, a program where we examine nature with the logic of cause and effect, suggesting that nature is an effect, whose cause is God. So let's turn up the heat, add the light of analytical thinking, and see what truth bubbles
1: up. Professor, what did you mean when you said we can't prove with 100% certainty that the Earth orbits the Sun instead of the other way around?
0: For centuries, educated people believed the Sun moved around the Earth. By the late Middle Ages, the geocentric theory had become so widely accepted that no one even looked for an alternative.
1: What evidence convinced them that it needed to be changed?
0: Well, every mistaken theory eventually runs into certain facts that it cannot adequately explain. When astronomers observed the way the planets moved they ran into a puzzle they called retrograde movement.
1: Isn't that some kind of motion in a backward direction?
0: Yes. For example, when someone on Earth observes Mars, Mars appears to move first in one direction across the sky, stop, and then start moving in the opposite direction. After a short time, it appears to stop and reverse again into the direction it was originally moving.
1: Forward, stop, reverse, stop then move forward again?
0: Yes, that didn't seem logical to astronomers, so they tried to figure some way to explain that strange behaviour.
1: Some explanation that would keep their preconceived idea that the Earth was the centre.
0: Yes, to preserve that, first they hypothesised that a theoretical point was orbiting Earth and that Mars was orbiting that theoretical point.
1: So Mars wasn't rotating around the Earth or the Sun, but around some kind of theoretical point?
0: Yes, and next they assumed that this theoretical point was moving in a circular orbit that was centred on the Earth.
1: So astronomers formulated circular orbits around Earth and Mars with nothing in these orbits.
0: Right. They believed those imaginary orbits explained why Mars and the other planets looked as if they were moving back and forth when seen from Earth.
1: How did astronomers react when new astronomical data didn't fit their revised geometry?
0: They accounted for the irregularities by theorising even more complex movements.
1: What finally made them realise their theories weren't working?
0: In the 16th century, Copernicus's co-worker, Domenico da Novara, said that no system so cumbersome and inaccurate as the geocentric system had become could possibly be true of nature. Copernicus wrote that the traditional interpretation, with the sun and the planets moving around Earth, had created a monster.
1: You said at the beginning of the programme that we still don't have absolute proof that Earth moves around the sun. Then why are we so convinced now that this is the real situation?
0: Because the mathematics is simpler and more consistent. What do you mean? If we assume that the Sun is the centre and Earth and the other planets rotate around it, each planet keeps moving in a consistent direction.
1: So if we draw a model that has the Sun in the centre, each planet moves consistently forward. No planet has to back up and reverse its movement.
0: Right, right. And if we assume the sun is at the centre of our solar system, no planet vacillates among moving forward, stopping, shifting into reverse gear, and then moving forward again. It's the simplest, most logical conclusion. And that's what philosophers call the inference to the best explanation.
1: Inference to the best explanation.
0: Yes, and by the inference to the best explanation, we accept the concept that Earth and the other planets rotate around the Sun without being able to prove it.
1: We don't have to stand on the Sun and observe the planets rotating around it. We can use our reasoning powers to reach the most logical explanation.
0: And that's because the explanation is logical and convincing, and because the alternative does not make sense.
1: That reminds me of a conversation a friend and I had yesterday. He said he needed absolute proof before he would believe God exists. He said science is the only genuine knowledge. If something can't be tested by the scientific method, it cannot be true or credible.
0: Molecular biologist Dr Stephen Mayer points out an error in that thinking. If we say nothing's true except what can be tested scientifically... That statement in itself cannot be tested by the scientific method.
1: That's interesting. The statement that if something cannot be tested by the scientific method, it cannot be true or rational. Can't be tested by the scientific method.
0: It's a philosophical assumption that contradicts itself. Dr. Mayer continues, Now there's no question that science does teach us many important things about the natural world. But the real question is, do these things point to anything beyond themselves? I think the answer is yes. Science teaches us many true things, and some of those true things point towards God.
1: What true things point towards God?
0: He talks about an ensemble of half a dozen evidences that point to a transcendent, intelligent cause.
1: In other words, an intelligent being that is above nature and made nature.
0: Yes. What scientists knew in the 19th and early 20th centuries was fairly simple. So thinkers could logically believe that natural laws had produced the various things that scientists observed. But Dr. Mayer says, thanks to the discoveries of the last five decades, we know a lot more today.
1: For example?
0: Fine-tuning in many parts of nature. And Dr. Mayer summarises, taken together what we know today gives us heightened confidence from science that God exists. The weight of the evidence is very, very impressive. In fact, in my opinion, it's sufficiently conclusive to say that theism provides the best explanation for the ensemble of scientific evidence we've been discussing.
1: Fine-tuning of one aspect of nature could be an accident, But fine-tuning after fine-tuning after numerous other fine-tunings, it's like a solar system of planets revolving around one central sun.
0: Yes, and the entire cluster seems to point to one best explanation. It seems to imply someone with superhuman intellect is the central sun around which other facts revolve. The precise details that are constructed into the universe give strong inferences that an intelligent being has been at work and the intricate ways the various organs of our bodies are built give additional strength to the inference that the best explanation is God.
1: Tell me more about the inference to the best explanation.
0: It's a form of practical reasoning that we use in life all the time. Dr Mayer says, if we want to explain a phenomenon or event, we consider a wide range of hypotheses and infer to the one which, if true, would provide the best explanation. We do an exhaustive analysis of the possible explanations and keep adding information until only one explanation is left that can explain the whole range of data.
1: Logical reasoning will point to the one best explanation.
0: And Dr. Mayer continues, The way you discriminate between the competing hypotheses is to look at their explanatory power. Often more than one hypothesis can explain the same piece of evidence. For example, there can be two or more explanations for the beginning of the universe. But if you keep looking at the data, you find that only theism can explain the evidence for design in biology after the origin of the universe.
1: So the belief in one God makes the most sense of the multitude of fine-tuned features we observe in nature.
0: It's the same kind of reasoning that detectives and scientists do. It enables us to achieve a high degree of practical certainty. Dr. Mayer summarises, and when we look at the evidence from cosmology, physics, biology and human consciousness, we find that theism has amazing explanatory scope and power. The existence of God explains this broad range of evidence more simply, adequately and comprehensively than any other worldview.
1: Professor, thank you for introducing me to the idea of inference to the best explanation.
0: You're very welcome. Today's discussion reminds me of a statement by philosopher C.S. Lewis. I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else.
1: I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else. Let me think about that a minute. Was he saying that accepting the fact that God exists illuminates our thinking about other facts?
0: Exactly. When we realise that the sun is the centre round which the planets rotate, the entire solar system makes sense. And when we accept the central fact that God created nature and established its laws, everything else fits together in a more orderly pattern.
1: So we can infer that God is the best explanation. That the best explanation is God.
2: Let me ask where you live. That determines which email address you'll need to contact us. In most countries, use TruthTest at TruthInTheTestTube.org. That's TruthTest at TruthInTheTestTube.org. Listeners in India have their own address, TestTube at Radio882.com. That's TestTube at Radio882.com. Thanks for making Truth in the Test Tube a street for two-way communication.